You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I am doing great. You know, um, in so many ways, this is a great week because of the avalanche of news between coaches moving around, recruiting, awards, the bowls being set, uh, guys going pro. I mean, every 15 minutes, there's something. Yeah, there's there's no uh, lack of stuff to discuss, which is always nice. Because in the summer, we're kind of stuck to talking about what we think the biggest winter fashion trends will be. Um, but for now, we got plenty happening. And I even got a sniffly nose. So I know that'll be fun wow. for you guys to listen to on the podcast. Um, Jimmy, Isaiah Bond, uh, he has not committed to Alabama yet as of this recording. But let's just go ahead and pretend like he's committed because he's going to commit to Alabama. And what can you tell us about Isaiah Bond, who will commit to Alabama tonight about 6 o'clock? Pretty excited about him uh, on three ranks. Him. On three ranks him a little lower, actually, than the consensus, the on three consensus, which is uh, an improved formula similar to the uh, what, what 24-7 has done in the past. It's similar, but there's a different formula, which, which we feel is, is better uh ourselves uh but but the on three consensus ranks him as like the 115th prospect i think in the country uh, on three ourselves we have him you know around 200 which makes him a, a four star and a very good prospect to be you know around that 200 mark um so he's good he's real good he was committed to florida for a long time he is from buford which is an outstanding program we recruit kids there from all the time second kid from buford in the class, joining safety Jake Pope, and also current Tide starting center Jake uh, Seth McLaughlin is also from Buford. So really good program, produces a lot of players. Isaiah is a very, very fast wide receiver prospect. He runs a 10 meters, which is really booking it. It shows up on tape. Uh, he, he runs to that speed uh, on the field. Uh, he's a good football player. He is really quite similar to Aaron Anderson, the other wide receiver, uh, one of the other wide receivers already in the class from New Orleans uh, in size and speed and skills. He's just really similar to him and even pretty similar to Kobe Prentice from Calera. So here's what stands out to me, Luke. It's not that Bond himself stands out. What, what stands out to me, the real story of Bond joining the group is it is crystal clear what Nick Saban felt our wide receiver room needed. He went all speed. These guys aren't the biggest guys. Prentice, Bond, and Aaron Anderson are really all about the same size. Here's, here's what they really do. They, they're all, they all run. They run 4-4 four, four or better. These guys can haul ass. Saban felt like we needed three Jamison Williams, not three John Mechies, uh, just in terms of style. Uh, these are not possession guys. These are home run guys. These are throw them a slant, and they'll score six points from 70 yards out, guys. Um, so the fact that they're all three so similar is the real story to me. It's just a statement that Nick is making of uh, we want 
flat out speed in that wide receiver room right now. And I think that that's uh, certainly a good route to take. I mean, uh, obviously it's worked out for Jamison. I mean, every now, every now and again, it's like, Hey, Jamison go really fast that way. And I'll throw it as far as I can. Let's see if something good happens. Um, there, are, there would be a great place in here for somebody who's tall or, or, uh, has just phenomenal hands, but maybe that guy's already on the roster. Maybe if right. Jai Hall stays on the roster, you know, he's the tall, throw it up, go get it guy. I would not put money necessarily that he would 100% be back, but maybe he will. Um, and maybe somebody, there's a dude on the team that's just got hands like nobody's business. And let's also add in the fact that there's certainly an opportunity for John Mitchie to come back. I mean, uh, given and, and Mitchie has pretty damn good hands. Right. I mean, this year he's had a couple of drops, but for the most part, even back when we had the Judys and the Rugs, a lot of people thought, "Hey, Mitchie might have the best hands on the team, right?" Yeah. Oh, oh, Mitchie is a perfect complement to to what we're bringing in. We just have so many guys right now that are all similar that they've stacked them up to the point it's obviously purposeful. But those three will be joining the guys on the roster who are already very similar. Guys like JoJo Earl. Uh, Christian Leary, uh, Theo Jones-Bell. These these dudes are all very similar to Bond, Anderson, and Prentice uh, in this class. And they're they're all good. Every one of them is good. All three kids that we're bringing in are good. I'm not trying to downplay any of them. I think all three are, like I said, national top 200 at worst type players. And you can make a case they're really more like top 100. They're they're. They're gifted kids, and, and we're lucky to have them. It's just uh, really stands out that they're all similar, and, and we didn't mix it up this year by throwing in a couple of bigger kids. They might have looked at some, considered some, offered some, but uh, but these are the ones we're ending up with. Jimmy, let me go ahead and take a break here, tell everybody about Prize Picks. PrizePicks.com. You can use their award winning app. I've been playing with Prize Picks and it's so much fun. It really is. And they put cool stuff up there like, okay, how many yards will J Mo have tonight? You can take the over or the under. You don't like you don't have to you know, it's not like this is all you can do. You can pick and move and you can say, okay, I want to couple that with LeBron James having twenty four points tonight or or more than something like that. So much fun to do prizepicks.com or you can use their award-winning app go check them out it's it's easy to do it from your computer but it's just as easy to do it from that app i promise you i've got it on my phone and use my uh, macbook and i've used it both ways and it's just super easy whichever way you want to go prizepicks.com use promo code locked on you'll get a 100 percent bonus up to 100 dollars. can't beat that go to prizepicks.com use promo code locked on I want to thank everybody again for making us the first website you website first podcast you listen to. Thank you guys. You're great Americans. Um, a bit of a funny story today. Uh, I got some buddies that do a show called Auburn Blitz. Um, super nice. I mean, they're really nice guys. I am friends with them. And aside from the Auburn side of it, which as we all have discussed and know that whenever you talk to an Auburn fan about Auburn, they are completely unreasonable. Um, they, they will not hear anything, but something about Auburn. And and if it comes from an Alabama fan, no matter how positive you are, they're going to think you're saying something negative. Well, uh, they were in some sort of talk about how, uh, Brian Harson may be 
you know, may or may not be leaving. And one of them was like, why on earth would he leave? And he's out recruiting this stupid. And, and the other one was being pretty reasonable. Um, he was like, yeah, I, could, I mean, people leave all the time. What do you mean to say? Um, so I called in and, you know, gave my two cents about it. Cause I like listening to the show. They're my friends or whatever. And there's a guy that apparently hates it when I call in, cause I'm, I'm an Alabama fan. And um, he proceeded to just dog cuss me a little bit. And then he said, and y'all be sure and tell that guy who's a fan of the team across the other state that Brian Harson does have his smallpox vaccine. And then, and then he finally caught himself and said, well, whatever that thing is. And I was like, well, look, if Harson's worried about smallpox, Auburn's got bigger problems than I thought. <laughs> um, but anywho, uh, let's go ahead and say that uh, congratulations are in order to Will, Nagur- Will Nagurski. What a dumbass I am. What? Will Anderson for no, winning the Nagurski. Be a fantastic name. I think we should call him that going forward. <laughs> I kind of would rather, I think it would be better if he were Nagurski Anderson. <laughs> Which is better? Well, he, he practically is. Isn't Bronco Nagurski? See, I, I'm, I'm not the football historian. Some people may think I'm not. I'm not super familiar with exactly what the hell Bronco Nagurski did to have this award named after him. I, I suppose he's an old-time football player, but he has the most apt name for a kick-ass defensive player. I mean, he does. I just hear Bronco Nagurski, and I know nothing, and I'm like, oh, please tell me that's an award that goes to some badass defensive guy. And uh, sure enough, it, 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 it is. His mama knew what better she was if doing like when she named him. It'd be like if uh, the Thorpe Award were renamed for Nicholas Terception, and that way he could be in Terception. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, exactly. uh, is Terception exactly a real last name? Um, I guess. So, I mean, it, it's but, probably not you know enough. It's probably not a cartoon character linebacker, although it should be. <laughs> you are you are on to something here. I New rule. That okay, the Nagurski Award, and I'm I'm big on you know tradition and all that stuff, but because we don't know enough about Bronco Nagurski, let's have the Nagurski Award, and then after let's say what what's a fair number of years, fifty, after fifty years, the award is still the same, the trophy is the same, everything's the same, but it gets a new name, and it let's say it has to be oh I don't know the Leroy Jordan Award. Or something, you know, somebody that, okay, everybody can relate to this cat. We know what's going on. Um, But I guess, you know, tradition demands that, you know, the Nobel Peace Prize is always going to be named for whatever his name was, Nobel, right? Uh, Wasn't it Nobel something? Or was he? I assume, but hell, I don't know anything about that guy either. I'm supposing (laughs) without knowing, he must have been some peaceful some bitch. He must have been like the most peaceful guy ever and people are like hey you ever met nobel or like yeah quiet guy sits on the porch and it never had a problem with nobody that's yeah. i guess that's him there's not even an award uh, after him <laughs> he's so that's, peaceful that's, you know he's so peaceful well you know it, it, it would be a funnier story though if they were like have y'all seen johnny nobel or whatever his name is and i feel like we should know who mr nobel was i don't but i feel like i should but if y'all see friends with johnny uh, nobel good friends with that football player bronco nagurski <laughs> johnny nobel has been on his porch y'all just sitting stoically for like four and a half years and then like later they figured out okay well look let's name an award after him. this is i mean like, he's so peaceful he's inspirational and then six months after the award is named after him they go 
oh shit, he was dead that whole time. Nobody checked on him. That's why he looks that way. <laughs> He's not. No wonder he never dead. got in a fight. No wonder he never got in a fight with anybody that whole time. And we thought he was peaceful. He never fought anybody. <laughs> he was dead. He weakened at Bernie. Us. <laughs> if you weakened at Bernie your way into creating the Nobel Peace Prize, that'd be the greatest story on earth. Yep. That's um, a, there's 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 the third movie in the franchise. <laughs> oh, they got more than two. They got more than two of those movies, don't they? Hey, I enjoyed I enjoyed number one and was smart enough to know not not to go to the well again. <laughs> so uh, if there's a two, I don't know about it. And certainly, if there's a three yeah. and a four, I learned my lesson from Police Academy. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, Sean Murphy, one of our commitments from Virginia, he won the Butkus Award, the high school Butkus Award, uh, for being the best linebacker in the country. And I saw today on Rivals that he's going to be a dude. He lost his fifth star on Rivals, apparently, but he's about to get it back in spades, it looks like. Jamar James got a fifth star on Rivals. Did they give <clears throat> Sean Murphy's fifth star to Shamar James? Um, no, because I think uh, Shamar James just got it. And I think That's what that I'm saying. Sh- Sean, Sean Murphy, Murphy lost it? No, no, Sean Murphy lost it like months ago, but he's about to get it back. Aha. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. I was afraid that they took the star from, from Sean Murphy and gave it to Shamar. They basically played the same position, sort of a similar dude. Um, yeah, you know, they are sort of similar dudes and I know Nick Saban wants Shamar James. He visited him recently. So that's something. Um, yeah, that's right. Let me go ahead and tell everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is where you want to go to get that bet in. Use promo code locked on, get a 50% welcome bonus. Um, and as far as I know, I don't know what the limit is on that, but it's more than a hundred dollars by the way. So I, I do know that. Um, but go to betonline.ag. You can play poker. You can play blackjack. Of course, you can you can play the ponies. You can bet on college football. You can bet on college football futures. You can uh, do parlays and teasers. You can bet on college basketball or NBA, NFL, whatever you want to do. Betonline.ag. You can also play reality TV lines. I don't know how those work. I don't even know who's like creating those lines. But if if they can think, if you can think of it, BetOnline will let you bet on it. BetOnline.ag is where you want to go. Use that promo code locked on. Okay, now I got to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bars are delicious. They're nutritious. They're scrump delicious. I've added a new issues on here. And um, Built Bars, they're fantastic. I had a key lime today again because they're awesome. Um, they're covered in like this like key limey type chocolate thing, but it's not brown. It's, it's sort of key lime green, you know. Um, man, it's good. I love it. Go to Built Bar. Um, go to built.com to get these delicious, nutritious built bars. Go to built.com, built.com, built.com. See, when I screw up something, if I say it three times in a row, I think it'll take the place of whatever I said in the beginning that was a screw up. That's my take sure. on things when I go to built.com to get my delicious, nutritious, scrump delicious built bars. I'm going to have to remember to say scrump delicious from now on. And I think built bar might just use that to put on their packaging. Go to built.com, get you a built bar. Thank me later. Jimmy, let's talk a little bit about Batman and NFL, as we always do on Wednesdays. Um, first of all, Tua Tungavailoa's uh, assault on his haters continues. Tua goes 30 of 41 for 244 and two touchdowns. Now, was it the best 244 yards you ever saw? No. Was it the 
the best game you ever saw because they were playing a stinky Bodinky team? No, but they won. And they've won like five or six in a row. And he's literally playing behind an offensive line that makes Auburn's offensive line go, y'all aren't very good. So, yeah, he's he's doing some nice things. I mean, I don't know why there is a faction of fans out there that are just the insistent upon saying Tua Tungvaluwa is going to be a bust. I'm not saying he's going to be the greatest. I'm just saying so far I think he's earned a little bit more time. There's a rush to judgment. College football fans, I think we do the same thing with freshmen and sophomores. There's a rush to judgment. You know, you see a kid for the first time, and then some fans or a lot of fans see him, and then they make up their minds. I mean, they're, they're like, all right, my mind's made up. And then all this evidence pours into the contrary, but people double down. They don't want to be wrong. They double down. They don't say, you know, I thought Tua was bad, but maybe it was just the hip. Uh, he looks great now. No, no, they just go, hey, remember when I said Tua sucks? He still sucks. Well, he's player of the week. Uh, well, I mean, they don't have anybody else to give it to. Oh, he's player of the month. Oh, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's it's rigged. It's rigged. They're now they're now the league's forcing us to try to keep him because they don't want us getting to Sean. You know, I mean, what I mean is people just double down on the stupidity instead of going, oh, I was wrong. Hell, I'm wrong all the time, and that's got my own podcast. People know this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've practically made a. A living out of being wrong all the time. <laughs> we got a whole podcast dedicated to being wrong. Other than the fact that I picked Alabama to win. We were half right. Um, I am saying Alabama now, to win every this week. Be old there was no, I pick, you know, I picked Alabama to win every week. I stole this line from Kirk McNair, Alabama media god, Kirk McNair. He said one time, you know, in these prediction things, I pick Alabama to win every week. And uh, math and history says I'm going to be right over 80% of the time. So, so uh, Shay like, Dixon, <laughs> pretty good odds. That's not bad. Shay Dixon is reporting that LSU's Brian Kelly is hiring McNeese State head coach and former LSU assistant Frank Wilson to his staff. Frank Wilson uh, is known for recruiting the state of Louisiana very well, so that's big, and it's it's big when it concerns Alabama because we do a lot of recruiting in Louisiana. Yeah. It's a big story. Frank Wilson uh, immediately becomes one of the top recruiters in our league. Uh, excellent hire, particularly since we knew when Brian Kelly went to LSU, the first question everybody had is fit and recruiting. And him hiring Frank Wilson directly addresses some of those concerns. So I, I think it's kind of like this, Luke. It's like, well, uh, at least, at least Brian's acknowledging, uh, you know, the, the the holes in the boat that need to be patched up, you know, minute number one. So, uh, excellent hire, and uh, anytime LSU does something right, then uh, I guess I guess it dings us just a little bit. We'll see. I think we're about to still get Kendrick Law from Louisiana. You know, any hire right now is really about future recruiting classes, and not this one. But uh, I think we're highly likely to sign Kendrick Law from. I think he's at a Captain Shreve in Shreveport, and, uh, you know, he's a good one. So Captain, we're still finding good saw, players out of there. Yeah, I saw that Haskell name so many times, just a Captain Shreve. <laughs> <laughs> what a name. That's cool. Anywho, I've always um, thought it was one of the coolest named schools in the in the South, Captain Shreve. It's a inner city school in, in Shreveport. And I don't know anything. I know Shreveport's on the river. 
and it was kind of founded as a river town. I, I wonder if it was named after literally a Captain Shreve who docked there, you know, in 8,000 BC or whenever the hell that sort of stuff happened. Um, a couple other NFL notes here, and then I want to read off one little thing that just came out too. Um, Damian Harris last night, Monday Night Football, 10 carries, 110, 111 yards and a touchdown. He had one like 64-yard rush, which was the longest – uh, the Patriots have had since like 1997 or some shit. I mean, that's crazy. But you don't see a lot of long runs broken off in the NFL, and especially not by the Patriots. So it kind of makes some sense. That game or Damian, who didn't do it much at Alabama. Damian didn't have that's much right. And when he did Alabama. do it, and when he did do it, he was always caught at the two. <laughs> yeah, remember? Yeah. No, we it was talked really about the that. biggest. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was one of the biggest plays of the game, and one of the reasons the. Patriots won, and my favorite stat from the night is, wow, the Patriots won last night, and Mac only threw one incompletion all night, which is true. Somebody said yeah, that one of the national sides was like, Mac Jones was dealing last night, two of three for 19 yards. <laughs> but, I mean, nobody, nobody could have thrown in that. I mean, Josh Allen was trying to throw, but he wasn't throwing well. And here's the thing, ha-ha. The Patriots threw three times. That's hilarious. Guess what they also did? One on the road. So uh, Mac and Tua have combined for like a 13-game winning streak. That's pretty crazy good. So um, one more thing, Jimmy. Um, CBS uh, has come out and said the presentation of the SEC championship game was college football's most watched conference championship game since 2018. Alabama's victory over Georgia averaged 15.277 million viewers, up 70%. Um, it peaked with 17.884 million viewers. Gosh, you know, I would have thought last year when the Alabama-Florida game got kind of good. I guess maybe the lack of atmosphere because of COVID might have affected last year. Yeah, I CBS think a lot Sports of people college football. Took, took football off last year. I mean, not us yeah, hardcore people like us, but I think a lot of yeah. casual fans from all over the country is like, you know what, I'm just not doing football this year. Um, it, CBS Sports College Football Season viewership leads all networks, averaging 5.223 million viewers per game. Paramount Plus delivered its most streamed college football game ever because this was on Paramount Plus, too. So, um, yeah. I mean, you know, the Bama fatigue may be real in things like, okay, Will Anderson, you're not invited to the Heisman uh, ceremony, even though, you know, you're not going to win it. That's fine, but he should have been invited. But the Heisman, the fatigue is not real in the sense that we're still bringing in pretty damn big numbers, so that's nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's so cool that, I mean, as someone that, you know, lives and dies with Alabama sports like we do, uh, it really uh, makes me proud. I mean, wow, over 17 million people in the United States watching my favorite team play, watching Alabama, growing the brand, creating new fans, uh, and 17 million people know what that is? That is, I did some quick math in my head there. That is one out of every 20 Americans. One out of yeah. every 20 people in the United States. That is crazy. That is crazy. Um, all right, buddy. That's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back tomorrow with some Mo Locked on Bama. Until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.